Hi, this is Jason, and you're listening to episode 10 of the Gray Station podcast. Um, as always, you can go to thegraystation.com and listen to past episodes. You'll also find links there to our Twitter, our Facebook, and you can also subscribe to the podcast to have it delivered to your podcatcher of choice or iTunes. We're going to be in Colossians today, Colossians chapter 1. We're going to focus on verse 15, but I want to go back and read verse 13 and 14, verses 13 and 14, uh, just to give us a little context. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us in the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. And then there is the descriptive word uh, about Jesus that comes to us in verse 15, and it's a powerful words about uh, Christ and his sovereignty, his authority, his position. Um, He, speaking of Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. Really quickly, let's go back to verse 13. It says that Jesus is the son of his love. That's how he is defined in the relationship between God the Father and God the Son. Back to verse 15. He, speaking of Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. Now, when we think of an image, we might think of a picture or um, that would convey, in the most basic sense, uh, what something looks like. Uh, and so when we think, well, I want an image of the Eiffel Tower, um, that would convey some of its size and its scale and its uh, its uh, architecture, but it would not be the exact representative or the representation of the thing. It would simply be a picture. And the word image here, as used in this scripture, is much more than just a photograph. This word actually means that he is the revelation of the reality of who God is. He is the exact representative of God. He demonstrates to us and reveals to us and is to us the truth about God and the truth about ourselves. I'll say that again. Jesus is the exact truth about God to us and the exact truth about ourselves and he reveals to us truth for us and from God to us. So let's put all that together. When we think about who Jesus is and we think about him, he is more than just a picture of God and a picture of God's love. He is the exact representation. He is the exact representative. He is the exact message. He is the exact truth from God about the nature of God and about the nature of humanity. And so when we understand that, we, we understand that when Jesus speaks to us, he speaks more than just words of truth, but he speaks truth itself. He speaks more than just ideas about God, but he speaks for God himself. And so when we think of the power that Jesus has, the authority of Jesus, the strength of Jesus, we recognize that it's the very strength of God. And so whatever God wants to reveal to man, he reveals to it through the living word of Jesus. He reveals himself to us in his son Jesus and that's pretty awesome and then it uses this strange phrase he is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation now when we read the word firstborn we think of biological birth but we need to understand that Jesus was not born in the sense that uh, 
um, we think of created. Jesus was born, obviously, um, through Mary and brought to the earth, but that is his incarnation. That's uh, The Bible uses this idea of being wrapped in human flesh. This is when he took on human form so as to enter our experience and redeem us from our sin. But you need to understand that Jesus was not created. Jesus has is eternal in his existence, co-equal with the Father and the Spirit. And you need to understand that when we talk about Jesus being born on the earth, that's a completely different thing than what we would talk about being created. No, the word firstborn here has nothing to do with his incarnation, so to speak, has nothing to do with creation. Uh, has, it, it's talking about his place of authority. When you had a firstborn son, when you had a firstborn heir, this was the child who was assigned um, the authority of the master of the household, the father of the household. In the culture that Paul is writing to, this terminology would have been very clearly understood. This is the son who has my authority. When, we, when this son goes into the marketplace, he speaks for me. When this son signs a contract, he speaks for me. And so when the Bible says that he is the firstborn over all creation, what he's saying is he has authority over all creation. He has power over all creation. We use a Bible term, he has sovereignty over all creation. So now let's think about Jesus in this context. He is God's representative to man. He, is, he reveals the exact nature and character and truth about God and from God. He reveals to us the nature of God and he reveals to us the nature of our own selves. He speaks the truth about what God says and he speaks the truth about what we need uh, in our interactions with God. And he has the authority granted to him in the relationship that he has with the Father to have absolute sovereign authority and control over all creation. Verse 16 is going to talk to him like this, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Paul is establishing to these people who he is writing to in Colossae the reality of who Jesus Christ was and is and always will be. And this is extremely important in the context that we're talking about here. This would have been a group of people who would have had manifold ideas about the nature of of God, little g God, who is God, what are the gods, where does this power come from? And so Paul sums it all up and says, I want you to understand that all authority and power, all creative uh, influence, all creative authority, all uh, sovereignty rests in Jesus. That he is uh, in his role in the Godhead, his role in the Trinity, his role, Father, Son, and Spirit, is that he speaks for the Godhead. He is the physical manifestation of the invisible God. And he has authority over all creation. And all creation exists because of him and for him. And so <laughs> Paul is going to talk a whole lot about sin and salvation and forgiveness and mercy. And he wants us to understand the God with whom we are dealing this is not some God who is malleable by man's, um, uh, 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 how do we say this? Um, the, the, the thought of the day does not change this God. The, the, you know, the, these, these people would have had, as many of us do, uh, 
so many thoughts about the reality and nature of God, many of them formed by, you know, uh, the political views of the day or the struggles that they were going through of the day or the, you know, we had a good crop last year, so God must be happy with us. In other words, their idea of God would have been very, you know, mumbo jumbo. There would have been a bunch of, you know, it's like Scrabble. You think about it. You put those letters in that bag and you shake it up and you throw it out on the table. And if you just turned all the letters over, you know, how do we piece this thing together? So Paul begins to give them this systematic way of understanding the nature and reality of who Jesus was. And so he comes in at the very beginning and says, the same Jesus who forgave you, the same Jesus who redeemed you, the same Jesus who wants to give you knowledge, the same Jesus who wants to give you wisdom. I want you to understand his role. He defines God for us. He reveals God for us. He is the manifestation of God to us and for us. The truth that he tells us about God, you can trust and all creation was designed by him and for him. So you can expect from him the best. You can expect from him the truth. You can expect from him real life. In other words, he is worthy of our trust. <laughs> he is worthy of our trust and he is capable of doing something uh, with us and for us. He is, he, 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 is, he is both God and he is both the revelation of God, he is, he is the truth about God. And so when we think about this, it's a powerful verse. When we think of the nature of Jesus, we recognize that we have this relationship with this sovereign, powerful uh, authority. And yet when we speak of him, we get to speak of him in terms like merciful and kind and loving and forgiving and joy-filled, and, 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 and peace, and hope, and, and, and so what begins to develop is this radical shift in the nature of man's relationship with God, and God's relationship with man, and so uh, I hope you'll pay attention, <laughs> pay attention, that's the wrong word, <laughs> stay tuned, <laughs> that's funny, <laughs> I hope you'll stay tuned uh, for our next uh, episode, as we're going to talk about him being the head of the church. See, Paul, Paul sets this up because he's going to talk about uh, the reality that Christ is the head of overall creation. And then we're going to talk about the head of the church. And then we get to be able to talk about the individual person. And so Paul does not just simply say, do what God says. He builds a case for why doing and being what God calls us to do and be uh, is both beneficial and wise and so uh, i think you'll enjoy it thank you guys so much tune in tomorrow for the next episode um you can always check us out online at thegraystation.com hope you guys have a blessed and awesome monday